Com. Traversing the fields of geekdom. How about you? Uh, Climbing the mountain of pop culture. Who wants to play video games? Oh. And defeating the dark lord of social media. It's The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. This is The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. How is everybody doing on this fantastic weekend? The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook. Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, if this is your first time listening to The Geek Show... Welcome. The Geek Show is a show where we take a break from all the politics, all the yelling, the impeachment, this, Donald Trump, Adam Schiff, that, and just push it aside and let's take a breather for an hour, okay? Because we all need a break from the politics. It just makes everybody angry and we're really not going to have any answers for anything for a while. So just sit back, relax. We'll talk about some fun things. We'll talk about some technology news, some geek news, some movie news. A little bit of everything is what you're going to get on this show. Jam-packed show. We're going to go over some news. Some uh, cam girl sites were exposed. User information. Kind of big. AT&T is doing something shady again. HBO is doing something beyond hilarious. We'll talk about that. Then we'll talk about the fact that it is the weekend. What are you going to do? What are you going to see? A sequel to one of my top favorite movies of all time. Do we need it? Probably not. But the early reviews are good. We'll get to that later. Then we will talk a very quick Corey's Tech Corner. I got a few stories I want to talk about in the technology world. And then we're ending the show with something a little different, mixing things up. No top five list this week because it was mainly just trailers. And I'll bring some of them up uh, next week. But overall, it was a slow week. But I really want to talk about BlizzCon. BlizzCon was last week. A big, big event where uh, a lot of controversy happened, a lot of great things, a lot of esports. We're going to go over all of that at the end of the show. We have so much to talk about. So let's get straight into the news here. Uh, let's talk about the Cam Girl website. So, a company that runs several websites featuring Cam Girls left a back end database unprotected, allowing the data of hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of customers and sex workers information out to be exposed now it's the company TechCrunch. they are reporting that researchers at cybersecurity uh, uncovered a backdoor opening that was unprotected on a barcelona company that has left the database ex uh, exposed uh, vts runs uh, cam girl websites like webcam xxx.net uh, placercams.com and a few others look them up online if you want to know but it's interesting because uh, I've talked about this before. There was only one other case this year, and I think it was uh, a adult cartoon website that information was leaked. I think it is so stinking hilarious that porn sites are better protected than banks and companies that hold your private information because we never hear about porn websites being hacked. I mean, maybe it's not being reported, but... I look for hacking stories every week on The Geek Show, and I don't see it. This is the second one this year that I've seen associated with a uh, an adult website. So it's it's so funny to me that banks are less protected than cam girl websites or porn websites. But, yes, 
Uh, a lot of people's information is out there. Obviously, that can be used for blackmail. Uh, for these workers, that can get private information, can be used and sold to people who want to buy it. I mean, there's nothing good that can come out of that type of information coming out for anyone. Uh, Twitter, if you are a Twitter user, you might have noticed uh, things are changing up a little bit. Uh, recently, Twitter is rolling out a new thing called Topics, and it's a way to follow subjects automatically in the timeline. So normally, you just go and find, like, uh, Conan O'Brien or PlayStation. Those are stuff I like, and you click follow, and you expect their news feed to, to fill in as they post stuff. Well, now they're giving you a new way to hear more about the topics that you like. They have over 300 topics across from sports, entertainment, gaming, uh, and you'll be able to click the topics that you like, and it will automatically make you follow people who have this type of news that you will want to hear. I think it's cool. Uh, Twitter, for the most part, I think is dying, uh, but, hey, it's something new. I have a hilarious, in Corey's Tech Corner, at the bottom of the hour, I have a hilarious, hilarious Facebook uh, story. You know my love about Facebook. Something that we'll be talking about a lot in the coming years is drones. Well, UPS has delivered a prescription medications to U.S. homes by drone for the very first time. Uh, deliveries were made from a pharmacy, CVS. This is a partnership with CVS uh, to a home and to a retirement home. And they brought up a very good point. The flight itself was made uh, autonomously, but it was monitored by a remote operator in case anything happened. And the main purpose of this is to say, hey, there might be people who have challenges being able to go to the store. With a drone, you're going to be able to place it in the front door. Or uh, they even talked about this mechanism where uh, you have a string that lines up to your door and the drone will drop it off and it will fall on the string and then slide down. It's really cool. The possibilities are absolutely amazing and uh yeah drones and robots i think we'll be seeing a lot more of those uh very soon let's head over to interesting people uh, a 14 year old has found a potential way to fix car pillar blind spots this is really cool a 14 year old i mean that, that it's amazing that i was doing a uh, greg and dan show after party which i host with greg and dan uh the other day and one of the questions i asked them was uh, what is a product that hasn't really been improved in a very long time? And this is one of them, uh, the blind spots on your cars. But a 14-year-old has found a way. Uh, it's not quite ready for the car yet, but I think it's going to lead into the creation uh, of maybe erasing that from cars. So to fill in blind spots, she places a webcam outside of the blind spot pillar on the passenger side. And she uses a small projector to display the live feed on the inside of your car. So whatever is on the outside of the webcam, it will be digitally like a video screen on that, that blind spot pillar. And you'll be able to see what's out there. It looks really cool. And I hope that she gets credit for this forever. Because there was, a, there was one, it was a great movie, but uh, I don't remember the name of the movie. But it was where the guy who created the windshield wiper, uh, he created it himself. And all of the big companies took advantage and tried to figure out a way to not give him money for his invention. Luckily, he sued and made some money off later. But hopefully they won't do that to this 14-year-old girl. I think uh, we have social media on our side to stop people from doing that and taking advantage of people. 
AT&T, oh my gosh, this one makes me mad. If there's one thing you should know about The Geek Show is I try my best. I obviously have political views and views on things, but I try my best to give you both sides of the the opinion before I jump into my personal opinion. And one thing that I will say for the end of time is that I don't trust big businesses. Big businesses are not your friends. Facebook is not your friend. Twitter is not your friend. They are there to make a profit off of you. Yeah, they offer some great services, but they are there to make a profit off of you. And this is just an example, and it makes me mad. Uh, the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, announced on Tuesday this week that AT&T will pay $60 million to settle a case with an agency. It alleges that the company lied to customers about its unlimited data plans because it throttled their data if they ever went over a th- certain threshold. So if you don't know what throttle is, throttle is basically, you know when you're loading a video and all of a sudden you get the buffer symbol on it and the little circle spinning? I hate that. I don't know about you, but I absolutely hate that. And uh, throttling is a way to slow down uh, all of your information and hopefully it being that you'll get so frustrated you'll just stop using it. We saw this happen with Verizon they did it to firefighters when they were dealing with fires out in California. But this one is a whole new level for me just because the issue here is really simple. AT&T, without a doubt, broadcasts tons of commercials. And on every one of those stinking commercials, it says unlimited means unlimited. And then it turns out they were capping people after a certain point. You can't do that, AT&T. I know businesses want to save money, but you can't do that. Uh, it, what really bothers me is it's only they're only being fined $60 million. I feel like they paid more than $60 million to have advertisements that say unlimited is unlimited. But, you know, advertisement's a whole tricky thing, but... Um, by basic understanding, because I went to school not only for film but for marketing, was that if you put something on a sign, it cannot be a lie, and maybe that's why they were fine. But, yeah, be careful with unlimited plans. If you, uh, A great way is to really just watch your own uh, coverage. If you start noticing towards the end of the month that your service is getting slower on you, look online and see how much data you've used already, and then start combining and looking at several months trends to see if it, if it hits a certain point that you start to notice it slows down. But yeah, AT&T apologized. And I mean, of course they would. Uh, let's talk about vaping. Vaping is still on the rise in high schools. Who would have thought that just say no wouldn't work? Uh, I grew up with dare and I can tell you for a fact that dare did not work for me or my uh, classmates. Not that I went around, did drugs or anything, but I think statistically it was the same amount as who didn't go to dare and uh, federal regulators are moving to limit the mint flavors after a study shows its popularity. According to the numbers, there are now 4.1 million high schoolers using electronic cigarettes, about half a million more than the years before. First of all, I am glad I'm not in high school anymore and have to deal with, uh, with vaping. But, uh, yeah, that it's definitely something that you should uh, be a little concerned about. I only say a little because, look, I don't know anyone who didn't sneak a smoke when they were in their teenagers or sneak a drink, and I get that. 
Uh, first of all, parents should figure out if their kids are smoking this stuff and stop them. But uh, also, the what's, what's weird to me, and I'm not, I'm going to sound like a horrible person, is that they talk about, oh, vaping's killing these teenagers and making them sick. It's really, statistically, it's not that much. We have more issues with alcohol-related issues than vaping. So I don't know why we have this whole hard focus on vaping. I know it's bad, and kids shouldn't do it. Easy. Kids shouldn't smoke. They shouldn't drink until they're adults to make their own decisions. And then once you're an adult, you have every right to do whatever stupid thing you want to your body. I'm a bigger guy. I'm, I am smart enough to know, hey, maybe I shouldn't be eating this. Uh, maybe I should get a medium French fry instead of a large French fry. I know that, but it's good. And I'm an adult, and I have the right to be stupid. Teenagers, their bodies are still growing, and I'm a man of science, and I feel like anything that you introduce to your body that could harm you from reaching your peak level uh, is bad in the long run. So that's just my two cents on it. Um, I'm curious to see how this pushes along, because I feel like this is, I'm not trying to throw shade in the the gun legislation talk, but... uh, There was a big push for uh, gun legislation after all these shootings, and then it disappeared, and it moved on to something else. And I'm wondering if vaping is going to be the same thing. You know, we have this big push. We have all these people saying, don't do it. Let's try to fix this. Let's stop it. But then in the long run, it just ends. And I I feel like with all these technology options out there, especially with uh, Generation Z, that we could find better ways to communicate with teenagers that, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't do this now. Uh, when you're an adult, you can do stupid things. That's what being an adult is all about. And let's go over some quick ones, and we'll take a break. Andy Serkis is in talks to be the new Alfred in the new Batman movie, and Colin Farrell is in talks to be the new Penguin after Josh Gad? Was it Josh Gad? No, Jonah Hill dropped out. Uh, There's a conversation that uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is going to be rebooted. That's no big surprise. Uh, Horror movies are kind of the hot thing right now. Uh, In the comment section on a recent Instagram post, Sarah Jessica Parker revealed that everybody is returning for Hocus Pocus 2. Yay, Disney's making another sequel slash remake. That should be fun. Not really. Uh, Michael Douglas revealed that Ant-Man 3 begins filming in January 2021. This is surprising because they previously didn't announcement didn't announce that it wasn't on the schedule for releases uh fantastic beasts 3 will reportedly focus more on dumbledore and hogwarts are any of us surprised and finally man i got a little downer there uh finally this one makes me excited a sequel to one of my favorite animated movies of all time has been announced into the spider-verse 2 has been announced it's coming out in 2020 and with that you guys we're going to take a break when we get back we're going to talk about some movies this is the geek show on 1470 and 100.3 w bradfields welcome back to the geek show i'm your host Corey wara let's head on over to landmark cinemas as we talk about what's going on this weekend in regards to movies and tv shows and even video games you know what i'll give a shout out there's a brand new video game for the playstation 4 out on friday and this weekend it is called death stranding and let me tell you it is by hudei kojima who is a huge 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 name in video games there's a whole history about why this is such a huge game but i won't go into it because i don't have that much time but it is supposed to be one of the weirdest games one of the most calm yet 
crazy and just bizarre games out there. And you know what? I like things. I like games and movies that try new things. And this is a video game that's definitely trying new things. I mean, I don't know much about it because I tried to keep a whole media blackout on it. I didn't want to see anything about it. But there's a guy that has a baby attached to his chest on this device. It looks really, really interesting. But the reviews have been mixed on it. But I feel like everyone should try it because it looks so different than what you normally expect for a video game. So that's Death Stranding. It is rated M, I believe, so don't let kids play it. But opening up this weekend, we have a sequel to one of my favorite movies of all time, probably my favorite horror movie of all time. That, of course, is The Shining. I've done a top 10 favorite movies of mine uh, before, and I believe The Shining is on number 8, 7 or 8 on my top 10 list. And we have a sequel, Doctor Sleep. And I was really worried when the first trailer came out because I was like, why do we need a sequel to The Shining? It was a great story. It ended perfectly. We don't need to continue more. We don't need to learn more about it. But they brought it back. And uh, I can't deny it that when I see just an image of the that hotel on screen that I just... Ah, yes, bring me back to that movie and bring me back to that hotel. But, uh, yeah, Dr. Sleep is out. It's doing fine, and a lot of good reviews, actually. It's at 76% in Rotten Tomatoes. People are saying it's good. Is it up to uh, Kubrick's standards? Well, no, I don't think anyone can ever achieve uh, what you would expect to achieve in a movie like that. But uh, overall, I think it's good. It expands on the whole concept of The Shining, which is the telepathic abilities. Uh, there's some references, obviously, to the movie. They go back to the hotel. I, I find it funny in the trailer. Uh, I always laugh because there was a moment where Ian McGregor is playing Danny, uh, the little boy but grown up, and uh, he's like, oh, to escape all of this and to escape the, the people hunting us, we need to go back to the hotel. It's like, why would you go back to a haunted hotel? You know it's haunted, so why are you going back there? But... uh the story is supposed to be really good. The effects are supposed to be really good. And even Stephen King signed off on it. Stephen King hated The Shining, but he said that this movie was really good. So there's your two sides. You might be interested in going to see that. Uh, in sad news, Midway, a movie that I was really interested in because I like war movies, uh, centers on the Battle of Midway. Sadly, it is at 42% in Rotten Tomatoes. People are saying, well, it looks beautiful. It's just forgettable, and the characters are really just over-the-top heroic. That It comes off as fake. And then finally out this week is Last Christmas. It's the new Emily Clark film. You would know her from Game of Thrones, where she played uh, the Mother of Dragons. And, uh, you know, the reviews are at 50%, but in all honesty, I don't think this is a movie that reviews really matter. It's a love story. It's kind of a cheesy Christmas Love story, just a, like higher quality than the Hallmark Channel original movie. But uh, yeah, I think it has an audience out there and good on them. I, I think people are going to go see it. I think it'll do fine. Uh, looking to the future, Ford versus Ferrari, Charlie's Angels both come out next year or next week. And The Irishman comes out next week, which is getting rave reviews. So we'll go over all of that next week. And we are out of time. So with that, this is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WM. Move it. <laughs>
Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. We are mixing things up this week. Instead of a top five list at the end of the show, we're not having one. There were some great trailers, and I'll talk about them later on, but... Overall, I want to talk about some technology news here quickly, and then we're going to end the show with a big segment about BlizzCon, which is a big event where video game people came together, but I want to talk about their history with their Hong Kong controversy, some great esports event, and esports in general, and how I want to integrate that more in the future with the Geek Show. But let's start off with some technology news as we head on over to Corey's Tech Corner. Uh, like I said, we're going to move fast here. Disney Plus will run Star ads on its Disney streaming service as part of a deal to get its own movies back. So this is really, really fascinating. Uh, Disney Plus is a subscription service that starts next week, and you'll be able to watch all of Disney products. What's hilarious is on ESPN, Hulu, and Disney, which is all under the same category, they will have advertisements for Star's channel's premium service. It's hilarious, but it's part of a deal because way back when Disney decided to sell the rights to the Star Wars movies to uh, stars to for replay on TV, and they never thought that they would have an entire streaming service. So when the time came, they're like, "Oh wait, they own the rights to that. Okay, we'll we'll make out a deal. You put ads on there, we'll get the rights to Star Wars back, and we'll all be happy." And honestly, I think in the long run, that's a great thing for stars because Disney Plus is going to get a boatload of people on their service and just stars ads will be a place that they'll be able to see it. I think it's a smart deal in the long run. Uh, Adobe and Twitter are teaming up and they're designing a system to permanently attach artist names to pictures. So one of the main reasons I use Twitter is to follow uh, artists, both big, famous, and up and coming, because I love just seeing brand new, beautiful artwork on my Twitter screen because it makes me happy instead of all that political stuff. And one of the biggest things that's been going on is that they'll post their pictures on there just to show their fans, and people will retweet it or take it, and they won't associate it with the artist. Like if you're taking something, you need to say, This is where I got it from. It even gets so bad to the point where people will steal the art and start putting it on T-shirts and cups and not associate it with that artist and kind of sell it under the under the table and make money off of it. And it's a whole big problem. Elon Musk, I hate that guy, uh, even had a controversy where he posted some painting or a picture and he never associated the artist with it. So you got to do that, guys. Nothing is free. And be nice. A lot of these artists are up and coming and even the big ones. You need to associate the author with the image, and they're working on that, which is kind of cool. Uh, let's head on over to Netflix. Netflix is doing something hilarious, and what's funny is that a lot of uh, bigger news outlets are trying to make it political when it's really not. Uh, Netflix and Seth Meyer are teaming up to create a button that lets people skip Trump jokes in the ne next Seth Meyer's uh, stand-up comedy on Netflix. So the sk skip button is similar to the one you see when you want to skip the uh, TV show's theme song, you just click it and it moves past it. And a lot of people thought, oh, it's this anti-Trump thing. These Trumpers are snowflakes. No, uh, Myers told CNN Business that it was uh, mostly put in there as a joke. He doesn't actually believe fans who turn into his stuff will skip over Trump jokes. Because if you're going to watch a Seth Myers stand-up routine, you know that he's going to get political and you know he's going to bring up Trump. But having the ability to have that on Netflix's technology, he says it makes the joke land harder 
and it's something he wanted to try. And I thought it was cool. It was an innovative way to use the technology of Netflix to your advantage. Uh, next up, and something that we'll talk about later on, TikTok. They have decided to ignore Congress when they were asked to come. There are fears because TikTok is owned by China, and China's kind of our number one enemy right now. So we'll keep an eye on that. And then finally, Facebook uh, announced its new logo for its and its new uh, brand for Facebook, and it's called Facebook, just with all capitalized letters. Yeah, and it changes colors too to emphasize its other various uh, products under the Facebook name. What they didn't address was the security and trust issues. But, you know, look at this flashy new logo. And with that, you guys, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to talk about BlizzCon, Hong Kong, and eSports. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3. Drink, crave. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook. Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, we're mixing things up. No top five list of the week, just because I have this big topic I want to talk about, which is BlizzCon. So if you remember, last weekend I was talking about it. I said we're going to talk about it this week. So we're going to BlizzCon was last week. Huge event. Blizzard Activision is one of the big PC video game companies. You have Overwatch, World of Warcraft, Diablo, uh, Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm. I mean, you name it, they make it basically. And I want to talk about a few things with it. I'm uh, going to talk about some esports with it, and I'm going to talk about Hong Kong. And we're going to start off with Hong Kong because this is a huge, huge issue that we've been talking about for a while. Um, just recently, some politicians finally got involved. I think uh, AOC sent out a letter with uh, with another congressman saying, uh, hey, Blizzard, you need to fix this. But long story short, because I know I've repeated this often on The Geek Show, is that uh, just like the NBA, in fact, the same week the NBA was having issues with the manager from the Rockets tweeting out something about Hong Kong, there was a Hearthstone game. Hearthstone is a card game for Blizzard Activision. And the winner of it was given, like, two minutes. They're like, say whatever you want to say to the world. And he said, freedom to Hong Kong or something uh, pro-Hong Kong. And the hosts of the show, the commentators, were all fired from Blizzard. And the player was suspended for, I think it was for a year, and he was going to have all of his winnings taken away. Well, that caused a big backlash. And everybody went after Blizzard. They're saying, hey, he has every right to say what he wants. You can't take away stuff that he's already won. And there was a big controversy behind it. And then Blizzard stayed silent for the most part. Then a couple days later, they're like, okay, we were a little harsh. Uh, he'll be suspended for like six months for the rest of the year. And he can keep the winnings that he won, but no more competition. And people were still mad. They're like, look, these players have the right to do it. You don't have the right. You are owned somewhat. There's a little bit of uh, ownership by the Chinese government, and you shouldn't be dictating what people can or can't say. And Blizzard stayed dead silent. I mean, no communication at all with its fans. And it was leading up all to BlizzCon, which is their big event of the year where they talk about all of their latest video game announcements. A quick rundown of those announcements include Diablo 4, Overwatch 2, StarCraft, a uh, new hero on there, um, Hearthstone, new expansion pack, 
and a few other surprise announcements, the biggest one being Diablo 4. And I talked about this last week. I was really curious to see what would happen at this live broadcast of them announcing all this new stuff, if there would be protesters uh, yelling in it, if Blizzard would say anything. And my biggest worry was that all these announcements would overshadow what a lot of people are really concerned about in regards with Blizzard and stopping free speech from happening on these events. So, let's start off from the beginning. BlizzCon happened. It was on Friday. It ended on Sunday, On Sunday, but the big, big opening ceremony was on Friday. And there were a ton of protesters outside of the event protesting. There were people yelling at the president of Blizzard as he was walking in. It was all controversy, and we were all wondering, okay, at this live show, is there going to be yelling? And there was a few little yelling, but overall, I think people got flooded out with all of the new announcements. And we'll get to that in a second, but first, I'm going to play in full so that you can have you can judge this on your own opinion. Uh, I have my own opinion, and I'll talk about that. This is the president and CEO of Blizzard apologizing and talking about the controversy that happened recently. Before we start the opening ceremony... I want to say a few words. You know, uh, Blizzard had the opportunity to bring the world together in a tough Hearthstone esports moment about a month ago, and we did not. We moved too quickly in our decision making, and then, to make matters worse, we were too slow to talk with all of you. When I think about what I'm most unhappy about, there's really two things. The first one is we didn't live up to the high standards that we really set for ourselves. And the second is we failed in our purpose. And for that, I am sorry and I accept accountability. So what exactly is our purpose? BlizzCon is demonstrating it even as we speak. We aspire to bring the world together in epic entertainment. And I truly believe in the positive power of video games. When we get it right, we create a common ground where the community comes together to compete, connect, and play, irrespective of the things that divide us. As an example, BlizzCon has people from 59 countries all around the world here at the show today. That is amazing, and that is the positive power of video games to transcend divisions that surround us in so many of our places today. We will do better going forward. But our actions are going to matter more than any of these words. As you walk around this weekend, I hope it's clear how committed we are to everyone's right to express themselves in all kinds of ways, in all kinds of places. So, yeah, that was the apology by the CEO and president from Blizzard about the whole controversy with the Hong Kong issue and the player from Hearthstone. I played it in full because I wanted everybody to hear it before I gave my uh, opinion on it, because we all have opinions. Some people really liked it, and I'm with the other boat, which is they didn't really do anything. Sure, they apologized and said that we'll try to do better from this, but they could have easily have... Uh, retracted the suspension of that player they could have easily allowed the commentators back their jobs instead of being fired and never allowed to commentate for hearthstone again but they didn't do any of that i i, I was really disappointed by it and kind of surprised because they didn't really 
apologize for anything. Well, I guess they apologized on face value, but they didn't back that up with actions. And that's what really disappointed me because um, obviously there's going to be some controversy. Uh, China is a huge, huge, huge market in regards to the esports community. And you don't want to get on the wrong foot with China because Blizzard's trying to make money. But at the same time, if you're going to apologize and you're going to step up and say, we are going to do better, back it up with something because this was nothing. Everything stayed the same. Nothing differed except for after the apology, which he kind of had a fake cry to it, which really annoyed me. Uh, right after that apology was, hey, look at all these great new announcements and all of these new games. And by the time we were done seeing all this brand new stuff that we've been wanting, that whole apology kind of disappears and we kind of forget about it. So overall, I was really disappointed in that. We're going to have to see as this continues on if this will become a bigger issue. I have a feeling just like all other sports that this will be. Uh, before we hit the break for the top five, I want to talk about some esports moment. Esports is uh, something I want to start covering more. That's one of my new goals for uh, next year's Geek Show, which I only have a few more episodes of the Geek Show left. Uh, year three of the Geek Show. Thank you all for listening. Uh, but year three, I always have goals at the beginning of the year that I want to do, and this one is definitely I want to talk about esports more because we had on the Greg and Dan show, which I'm the producer for, uh, 5.39 during the week, and we had Charlie Steiner, in, which is obviously a broadcasting icon. Well, I don't know, icon, but big sports broadcaster. And he was talking about esports, and he was like, look, I really don't know a lot about esports, but I know a lot of people are talking about it. So I want to bring that into our community because I think it's something really, really cool. I love watching esports. It's really hard to explain esports, but I'm going to try to do it slowly every week and tell you guys where you can find these things, where you can play these games. And that's one of my goals next year because I, I would love by the end of the year next year to have one big competition over at the Peoria Civic Center in the arena Everybody's there watching like a big League of Legends tournament, uh, CSGO or Overwatch tournament. And it's something I think that we should all be talking about because esports is going to continue to grow. I don't think we've reached the, really the point of its explosion, but we're getting there. And I want to bring that to the community because I don't think there's a lot of that out there yet. So that will be taken care of next year, one of my goals. But I want to talk about some esports moments that happen because at BlizzCon, they have the biggest events of all time. And this one specifically I want to start with, uh, Hearthstone. It was between uh, a Chinese player uh, and a USA player, and they duked it out. Uh, Hearthstone, by the way, I should say, is a card game, which you can play on your iPad for free. I highly recommend it. Very, very fun. And uh, spoiler alert, uh, the Chinese player won. But what was really cool, this broke records, a world first is that a female player won, and it was absolutely amazing. She was in tears. She was so, so excited. But there was something that I think everybody should take away from it, and it was a speech she gave at the very end. Now, this person is translating because she can only speak Chinese. She can understand English but can't speak Chinese or can't speak English. So the translator is saying what she's saying, and I think every female who is out there playing video games wants to get into esports should hear this because it was really really powerful two years ago i remember when i was competing in a huge tournament i was waiting in line for backup signups 
And uh, there is this guy telling me that if you're a girl, you should not wait in line here. It's not for you. And now today, I'm here with all the support from the fans. So I want to say to all the girls out there who have a dream for esports, for competition, for glory, if you want to do it and you believe in yourself, you should just forget your gender and go for it. Yeah, so that's a message everybody needs to hear because when it, sadly, we're still at that point with video games. It is a very anti-female place and a anti-LGBT, anti-race. There is a lot of toxicity in the video game industry, and stuff like this is absolutely fantastic when we can break the mold of who wins these things so that I can encourage others to join and play. We're all geeks. We all love this stuff. We should all be able to play and she was fantastic. She was in tears. She was so stinking happy to win this thing because she loved this, the game, and she really cared and played it all in this. It was really, really cool. So everybody should be out there. I mean, what's really cool about esports, in my opinion, uh, like stuff like Hearthstone, and I'll talk about Auto Chess at some point, a lot of these games don't require you to be like physically fit. Like uh, Some games require you to have perfect accuracy and hitting the keyboard at tremendous speeds, but games like Hearthstone is all about strategy. And I would really, really love to see older people play this game. I would love to see a 40-year-old up on that stage taking on these 20 to 18 to 20-year-olds on Hearthstone. And that's what's really cool about esports is it kind of opens up for a lot more people. And finally, before we hit the break, the biggest event was Overwatch. It's a first-person shooter. And at year after year, it was China versus the United States. They kept duking it out. And uh, China has beaten the United States for the past three years. And something awesome happened this year. Take a listen to this. Time dwindles. This is it. Last time for China to go for gold. But Jinwoo and Eileen are already so low. The USA are ruthless. Jinwoo's down. Eileen is missing. The seconds dwindle away. Evil Tongue tried. But it's not enough. Yes, congratulations, the United States. We were able to take home the trophy. We beat China finally in Overwatch. It was a fantastic match. What's really cool about all of these games, you can watch online. Just go on YouTube, go on Twitch, look up these Overwatch Championship, Hearthstone Championship, and you can watch them all. They are really, really cool. In order to really grasp the game, you either have to play it or watch it. And I highly, highly recommend that. And that is it. That is The Geek Show. Have a fantastic weekend. I'm your host, Corey Wara. See you all next week. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 W.